This is Curious Minnesota, a Star Tribune project that sends staff from the state's largest newsroom hunting for the answers to great questions we receive from you, our readers. We're here to answer everything you want to know about the state's people, places, and culture. Welcome to Curious Minnesota. I'm your host, Ash Miller. Today, we're going to be talking about a Minnesota landmark, a Minnesota landmark that is big, it is green, and it's jolly. The question comes from Jason Towley, who wrote to Curious Minnesota to ask about the jolly green giant billboard that welcomes visitors to the River Valley near Lesur. After decades of passing it, Towley wanted to know the origins behind the iconic billboard and just who was running it now, years after Jolly Green had left town. Helping answer those questions on the show today is Star Tribune reporter Brooks Johnson, who recently wrote the story for our Curious Minnesota column. From the valley of the jolly oh, oh, oh. green giant. Brooks, thanks for joining the show. Let's start off with kind of describing the billboard for those who may not have seen it. Like, what is it? Where is it? What's the vibe, I guess? I'll paint a picture for you. You're okay. driving south. On Highway 169, south of the metro, and just north of Lesueur, the town where the Green Giant brand was born, a billboard rises on a hillside. You look and you see the jolly green giant towering above, about twice as tall as a normal billboard is, with words that say, Welcome to the Valley, and of course his little sidekick, Sprout, right by the modern Green Giant logo. That's a new rendition, as of the past few years, of a sign that has stood nearly 50 years in that spot. Okay, okay. I think what's really interesting for me, because I am not from Minnesota, I am relatively new here. There's so many companies that I didn't know started here. Like I moved here and I was just like, wait, I know that company and I know that company. So the Jolly Green Giant is is definitely a new one. I I had no idea that started here. Yeah, its legacy goes pretty deep, actually. Uh, Green Giant traces its roots to the Minnesota Valley Canning Company, which was founded in 1903 in the sewer. Okay. Uh, it wasn't until 1925, though, that the company introduced uh, its green giant canned peas. It came up with the name because it had found this sort of bigger um, but soft pea, you know, compared to the smaller peas that were preferred at the time. Discerning consumers <laughs> preferred them. Since they couldn't actually trademark Green Giants, um, they came up with a mascot that they could trademark to protect their brand. And so that was the Green Giants. So he was born in 1925. Wow, he looks great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) At first, he was a little surly looking and wasn't green, actually. He was kind of hunched over holding some vegetables. Uh, It wasn't until 1936 that a legendary ad man, Leo Burnett, sort of redrew the mascot to create the Jolly Green Giant we know today. You know, the toga foliage, that big smile. You know, he's he's standing up, you know, not kind of hunched over. And the name Leo Burnett might be familiar to some who follow you know, kind of advertising in 20th century icons. He also was responsible for the Pillsbury Doughboy, Tony oh. the Tiger, Marlboro Man, and the Keebler Elves, among others. Renaissance Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> really put a stamp on our uh, 20th century consciousness. So the success of the advertising campaign actually led to the company, Minnesota Valley Canning Company, changing its name to Green Giant Company in 1950. So the company, even as it grew, was still based in Lesueur. All right. So it's this it's this, this tiny town. Is this, this huge brand, right? Is that what I'm getting at? Like it started in this very small Minnesota town. Yeah, that's a big reason why the billboard was planted on the hillside overlooking what is the birthplace of the Jolly Green Giants. It was 1974 that that billboard you know, as we know it today, rose on Highway 169 outside of Lesueur. It wasn't long, though, until the company's headquarters briefly moved to Chaska in 1975. And then in 1979, Pillsbury bought Green Giant and moved the remainder of the Lesueur operations to the Twin Cities. 
There was still a cannery uh, in Lesueur until 1994, when some more business dealings essentially outsourced Green Giant canning operations and resulted in the closure of the Lesueur plant. So really today, uh, the billboard is, is the strongest connection the community has, other than, of course, counters of retirees and those families familiar with the brand. Mm-hmm. But the billboard had uh, fallen in disarray, actually, in recent years. And, and well, it's old. It, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's old. It was starting to look a bit like an eyesore. It had been upgraded as recently as, I believe, the beginning of the century. We're far enough in the 21st century, we can say the beginning, yeah, the yeah. turn of the century, right? Yeah. But, yeah, it, it wasn't until uh, just a few years ago that the latest, the newest owners of the brand, B&G Foods in New Jersey, it wasn't until they came in a few years ago and, and updated it that it got its sort of its luster back and uh, actually prompted the, a reader to ask this question, saying, uh, you know, I drive by this and have my whole life and noticed it had been refurbished. You know, who takes care of it? Well, yeah. the short answer is B&G Foods. Ah, okay. And so B&G owns a number of brands. Green Giant's now their largest. They bought it from General Mills for seven hundred and. $65 million in 2015. Okay. Um, they bought it from General Mills because General Mills bought Pillsbury. Just a little backstory. So they bought it from Pillsbury, who was part of General Mills. Anyway. There's layers and layers <laughs> to this. There really are. And one of the fun parts about researching this story, actually, was going to uh, the University of Minnesota's Martin Library and digging through the stacks of mm. doctoral theses for a history of the company written by uh, a former employee who went back to school after he retired hmm. and wrote his doctoral thesis on on the company's history. It really gave an insight not into um, so much the you know external world around Green Giant so much as the internal dealings and, and why they made certain decisions. So that's a whole different story I'd like to write some yeah, yeah. sort of the uh, the history of how a brand can grow as well as it does. So is the billboard kind of like the last thing that the locals have to kind of remember that history? Yeah, I mean, that's the largest, uh, most significant landmark that still remains to uh, Jolly Green Giant's long-running presence in the community. There's a historical marker in the town near the old cannery, which was torn down a few years ago. Um, That actually contained a small museum with Jolly Green Giant paraphernalia, mill artifacts, and, and other things, but those are all sitting in storage now, I'm told, and locals are trying to raise some money to uh, build some sort of museum-like attraction for folks to come visit and to, to put those on display. So they really, they feel connected to this guy. This guy is, this is their guy. This is their, <laughs> this is their guy. Oh, absolutely. This is, there's so much community pride about this that I, that I uh, tapped into or tried to tap, in, tap into a little bit with this. And, and B&G Foods recognized that, you know, and, and good for them for pouring the money into fixing up that billboard. A spokeswoman said, you know, it's very important to highlight the roots of Green Giants, uh, all the wonderful people in the area of that country uh, who help grow the brand to what it is today. And I should add, well, well Green Giant doesn't actually can its own for the most part, vegetables anymore in Minnesota. There are still farmers who supply the Seneca Foods plants who, who do can uh, oh, okay. giant here in Minnesota. It's, it's sort of an interesting, again, the sort of web of co-packers and entanglements, but there is certainly still a strong green giant presence in the Minnesota Valley, the Valley of the Green Giant and beyond. So where does Blue Earth come into this? Yes, Blue Earth is the home to the 55-foot-tall Jolly Green Giant statue. It is very green, it is very tall. If you've ever been to the small city outside of Mankato, down Highway 169. You know, locals there like to claim some Jolly Green Giant heritage as well. There is still a plant in town that cans for Green Giant. It's a Seneca Foods plant with co-packs for them. In 1979... A local radio host in Blue Earth wanted uh, something to draw in folks off the interstate. The interstate was about to be completed, I-90, but it was going to be just a little bit north of town. So he thought some way to get folks in would be to, all right, let's put up this 50-foot-tall fictional company spokesperson. That'll, similar that'll to 
Similar to the Statue of Liberty. Oh, yeah, Welcoming. exactly. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Bring your huddled masses, your cans of peas, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Perfect. So, so that's kind of given Blue Earth his claim to the giant a bit just because of the fact that people go there to see him. In recent years, in 2017, the state legislature approved $300,000 for a giant museum in Blue Earth and local fundraising covered the rest. The Blue Earth Area Chamber of Commerce now oversees that museum and, and the Chamber of Commerce actually features the Jolly Green Giant in its logo. So there's a bit of a battle between Lesueur, you know, the hometown, the birthplace of Green Giant uh, and, and Blue Earth. They both have Giant Days celebrations but, you know, it's okay to share a Minnesota treasure. We see Paul Bunyan statues all over the state. So yeah, that's, there's that's enough okay. of them. There's enough of them to go, to, go around. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of this, you know, comes down to heritage. You know, Minnesota's been the birthplace of a number of brands uh, that are known worldwide. I mean, Jolly Green Giant among them. Of course, there's Pillsbury. There's so many General Mills products. Spam, you know, Hormel. Spam. Okay. I, every, like I just said, every day I learn about a new, I was like, okay, I didn't know Minnesota was at the center. I'm a bad Minnesotan because I didn't know so many things started here. It's a center of the universe. The center of the food universe. I like to think so. Yeah. And so that's, uh, you know, as, as I've been writing about food, it's been my new beat for the past four months or so. It's 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 been a learning experience for me too. And I, frankly, I'm excited to see what, what new brands might come out that yeah. in a hundred years we're still talking about. Uh, yeah. And you're, a, you're, you're starting it. You're, you're writing the history of it. And then you go back to school and write a thesis about it <laughs> and it'll be great. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. No. And I'm trying not to make any omissions that some reporter in 100 years would say, oh, I wish you would include it this detail, you know. Now I yeah. know. Now I know why that's so important. Well, Brooks, thanks for stopping by. It's always a pleasure to see other people in the newsroom. It is kind of a empty wasteland right now because of the ongoing pandemic. So I don't get to see a lot of my coworkers. I still haven't met a lot of my coworkers, and I'm sure you're in the same boat because you just moved here. So um, every time I get to meet one, it's, a, it's an utter delight. It's been an absolute joy, Ash. Thank All you right. so much. Oh, 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 green giant. One last thing. Do you know of an organization that would like to help support the Curious Minnesota podcast? The Star Tribune is currently looking for sponsors of the show. Please send inquiries to advertising at startribune.com. Thanks for listening to Curious Minnesota. We want to hear from you. Ask questions and read more stories online at startribune.com backslash curious. Our show is recorded at the Star Tribune's headquarters in beautiful downtown Minneapolis, and our music is produced by Matt Gilmer. If you like the show, please rate us on iTunes or leave a review. And until next time, stay curious.